Welcome, welcome to Mozzie and the Muscle, our show about all things football and, well, maybe just a few things outside of that. We are not reporters, we are not journalists, but damn it, we do love to talk about it. Welcome into Fantasy Football with Mozzie and the Muscle. I'm the Muscle, joined by my co-host, who understands the pain of the Bengals fans right now, uh, Mozzie. Man, yesterday was sucked. It was bad. a big bummer. Like, you know, fantasy aside, we all just wanted to see that game. And to be honest, it was kind of shaping up to be a really fun like Thursday night game with a lot of scoring. Because yeah. I thought the Bengals offense looked good. Uh, the Ravens offense looked good. Um, both defenses were probably gonna just get burnt by good players but still make plays like that sucks mandrews went down and then burrow went down both and for then the a, year man that sucks fucking Aunt lamar went down and he's okay but he definitely looked gimpy yeah um ravens not ravens Bengals lost a ton of players like just to injuries that thankfully they have 10 days off but yeah that really took the wind out of the sails there you know we think we think we're gonna finally have a good thursday game but nope not happening <laughs> nope <laughs> poor al michaels <laughs> yeah. well not poor he's rich but <laughs> yeah he's poor in spirit at this point in his life i think um after all after like two straight years of sh- shit thursday night games and he's what is he like how how is he like 76 80 something i don't remember i thought he was 80 he is pretty 79 yeah Sheesh. oh yeah just turned 79 recently yeah so he's yeah, he's getting up there still got a great voice mm-hmm. but we'll kick off our sunday preview with pittsburgh at cleveland um and also i uh for anyone listening my voice is uh, a little less sick bob's burgers sounding but it's still not great uh if if my voice just dies at any point it's it's uh sooner that a little bit but i don't have to get too loud thankfully um i was at cracker barrel earlier for lunch uh with my dad and my mom and uh we i don't know i just didn't say my parents um anyway i was i was trying to say my order and it was like sort of loud in there and i like could not get it out i was trying to project my voice and it just like flopped <laughs> i was like i was like i got blueberry and pan out and she got the rest um <laughs> like oh i know what you mean hon yeah no no, so actually the cracker barrel like there aren't many old ladies working there anymore because like well you know the life cycle stuff um oh yeah (laughs) yeah and so now it's like a lot of younger people and it's like wow it's kind of it's kind of weird seeing young people working at cracker barrel it's there's still no men waiters it's all waitresses but yeah damn but anyway pittsburgh at cleveland uh this is a shit game. Uh, <laughs> this is, yeah, not a game that I think we want much fantasy part of. Yeah, I'm taking Cleveland here, personally. Um, You're taking Cleveland. Wait, did I say Cleveland? I wrote Pittsburgh. See, I was, the... I was thinking, actually, of taking Cleveland. I to be like, I definitely don't think this is a gimme game for Pittsburgh, just because yeah. of Cleveland's defense. Pickett kind of sucks ass. Um, and I think DTR is going to surprise people. I don't think he's going to be, like, amazing. Um, but our comp for him was kind of like a Tarod Taylor guy. So, you know, he got thrust into a game with two hours of n- notification against the Ravens 
early in the year and looked terrible, and that should surprise absolutely fucking nobody. <laughs> yeah. Because there's not many quarterbacks that could do well in that situation. So I don't know. Yeah, I'm. I might be taking Cleveland. I uh, I think I was reading the spread and thinking the other way. Uh, yeah, I, I'm taking Pittsburgh. For me, I'm just kind of keeping it as straightforward as the Pittsburgh defense against a rookie quarterback in his second yeah. game. You know, it's and the Cleveland O line isn't the same Cleveland O line we've grown used to because they're kind of made up. So yeah, that is true. Like if it were the same Cleveland O line and they had Nick Chubb, I would be a lot more like apt to into Cleveland here, but this is a game I don't want much of at all. Yeah. No. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's it's a rough time. Um, this game hilariously has a good pace because like these teams are both high pace, but they don't like um they don't pass much, so it's gonna kind of suck there. Um, the the one note I want to mention in this game is um. I, this is, to me, a Jalen Warren game versus a Najee game, if you're picking a running back here. Um, the line yard... Oh, so, P- Pittsburgh's run blocking has been weird this year, in a sense. Um, it's picked <laughs> up the last two weeks, but um, it's going to be tougher at the line of scrimmage for them. Meanwhile, at Cleveland, once you get past the line of scrimmage, they're a lot weaker uh, against the run. So, that, to me, kind of screams Warren versus Najee here. I think I'm still going to take Cleveland. Yeah. I don't think I should, but... You know, Wyatt Teller is still a fucking monster. I was watching some of him last week just absolute destroy people. So they'll still be able to run. Uh, if I mean, if Dewan Jones is also out because he's questionable, then I probably have to take the Steelers. Such a great just, name. But I think with DTR, he's going to be able to evade pressure fairly well. And he's going to just do the easy stuff like he's gonna do dump offs to ford and kareem hunt to elijah moore to njoku i don't really he might take some shots like not saying he won't but i do think that he has an avenue to just sort of prevent sacks and keep drives alive enough for like this to be a kicker game and a defense game which is ultimately like fantasy wise where i would lean as kickers and defense yeah, for for me mostly just defense because I don't know if there's gonna be enough scoring for kickers to actually like have a ceiling. Um, yeah, I it, mean that's fair, but that's yeah, where all it, the scoring will be from. True, <laughs> like in a showdown, that's where I'm probably going. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not gonna uh, in a showdown. Yeah, that, oh god, that sounds like purgatory. <laughs> uh, not even quite hell. Um, injury wise, Montrevious Adams, defensive tackle, uh, Keanu Neal, and Mika Fitzpatrick are out. So the the safety is being like super depleted for Pittsburgh. I think that's kind of the avenue for Cleveland where, you know, if, you know, I, I don't know how DTR and Cooper will connect, but if he can get up in kind of deep middle or if, uh, like, honestly, like a busted coverage would be the thing I would mostly look at with Minka out because their communication has been shit with him out. That or like in Joku. Yeah. And having both safeties out is kind of big. Yeah. But I, again, not a, not a, like Amari Cooper in a league or a running back in a league if you kind of need one like from Pittsburgh I think that's okay but DFS I'm off off absolutely yeah. there are way better games <laughs> yeah for sure uh what we're getting to next with uh Chicago at Detroit we both have Detroit here but uh I know you're kind of excited for this game yeah I am unsure about taking this minus 10 cover um and that's not because I don't think Detroit's offense does really well I think they're awesome they're very efficient you're going to have Goff at home, which is great. You've got Amon Ra against a bad secondary. 
you have Gibbs against the worst team against yeah. running back. I took his over like ASAP on that. <laughs> yeah. So like there's a lot of ways Detroit is going to win this game and they are going to win. I'm definitely picking them. However, However, Detroit secondary is bad. And I think yeah, I can say that now they have a really bad schedule, like bad as in garbage teams. So like they, they might even end up with like the one or two seed in the NFC. I'm not even kidding. Cause of how hard the Eagles schedule is compared to them. Uh-huh. Um, but they have a bad secondary and that's going to cost them. I really like fields in this game. Like, I think Fields might be QB1 this week, and there are a lot of quarterbacks I really like this week. Um, But Lions are really bad against defending against rushing quarterbacks. A, B, their secondary is really bad and prone to getting torched by guys like DJ Moore. And then you're also going to have guys like Herbert back. So I kind of like the PPR uh, running backs in this game with both Gibbs and Herbert as well as Fields and Goff and Amon Ra. Like, this is a stackable game. Yeah, I, mean, I think the stack is... I mean, you can do a couple ways, but I would think you could, you could do, like, just Fields and DJ Moore and then pick a Detroit run back or two, whether it's Amon Ra and or Gibbs. would be kind of how I would lead into it. I want to um, see, just really yeah. quickly, just price-wise, because Fields is not that expensive. No, he's... yeah, at least, yeah, they didn't... He's not priced up yet for, like... Because he had some kind of... Like, he had, like, a rough outing, then got hurt, and then, yeah... Um, injury-wise, we're looking at that. Uh, Noah Sewell, linebacker for the Bears, is out. Um, and you mentioned Cleo Herbert's coming back. Um, for the Lions, um, Jonah Jackson is out. And then uh, Isaiah Bugs, D-tackle, he's he's sicky boy and he's out. So we'll probably get to it later as we go through other teams. But you have this range right here of three quarterbacks on FanDuel. You have Kyler Murray at 76, Brock Purdy at 75, and Justin Fields is the cheapest at 70. And they're all... And like Goff is seventy nine, so they are all in really good positions. And I, I mean, if you like Fields this week, I think you should ride with him because I, yeah, he might throw a pick. He's going to take sacks, but he's also going to run for like sixty yards and yeah, probably on, throw a touchdown and score one with his legs. On Fandle, I think that's too cheap for him, just because of you don't get the passing bonus the same way. So right, like if you look at where he's placed on DK versus Fandle, it's like a big difference. Yeah, but yeah, Gibbs. Gibbs is in a smash spot. Um, I don't I don't know what his over is at right now, but I bet it when it was like 24 or 25 on the receiving yards. I'm like, that's going to hit again. <laughs> yeah, well, the thing is, is I, I think there will be a lot of people not on Monty and on Gibbs. And I... Uh, it is a revenge it, game. It makes sense because Monty is more of the bruiser, and that's kind of what Chicago's run defense is, is they're better against like, the downhill running backs mm-hmm. um, and really bad against the pass catching ones. But the thing is, is I think Montgomery's going to catch passes too. So I yeah, actually get like of both of them. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, last week, both of them would have worked. That was <laughs> right. a funny thing. So, <laughs> but anyone on the Chicago side you like besides the kind of field DJ or is that kind of where you're focusing with this? That's mostly where I'm focusing. I also think, uh, what's his name? This is a commit game too. Komet's been yeah. on. I mean, Detroit's he been kind of weak too against tight ends. They have been. Yeah, yeah. Komet's, Komet started crushing. Uh, yeah, like the couple weeks where Fields was electric before he got hurt. Yeah, I think this is going to be a fun game. I'm a little wary on the ten point spread. Like it could be forty to thirty, but I am expecting scoring out of both teams. Yeah, that. Uh, so that that was from when you made this. It is way down. It's down to seven and a half now. 
Oh, really? Yeah, the, to- the total's 48, and the spread is uh, 7.5. Holy shit. That's so. one of the things that I like to do, by the way, um, is I like to make the dock immediately with the numbers. Yeah. That way, when we record, we can see what the changes are, and it's mm-hmm. like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, to see how it moved, and like if you bet something, did it move in your way kind of thing, and also just see like how stuff adjusted, because like, there hasn't really been any news that would shift that much just like people going oh that's a lot yeah i'm oh. a little surprised the total went oh okay it went up yeah yeah it went up. yeah that's where this is right they're getting it right yep yeah, but uh next up we've got the chargers at green bay injury wise here the chargers are going to be missing gerald everett um they will it looks like they'll have keenan allen he's questionable he got a full practice on friday so i think he'll be good to go but keep an eye just in case um you know we you know keenan's kind of uh, been well, I think last year kind of tarnished it again a bit too. But he's someone you you want to make sure is full strength. And like if he's hobbled at all, there's definitely a big risk for him of leaving mid game. But yeah. on the Packer side, the main one is uh, safety. Rudy Ford is doubtful. Um, then I also say keep an eye on Jair Alexander just because he's been a bit finicky this year. On if he's on the report and questionable, it's not been great for him. So he's had a rough gonna, year. Yeah, I feel bad for him on that front. Um, the total in this game, 44, Chargers favored by three. I'm taking the Chargers as long as uh, Keenan's in. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely, I don't know why I didn't pick a team. I am taking the Chargers. I don't really want a whole lot to do with this game. That's partially because, like, Green Bay is Green Bay. Yeah. So I don't really like Love as, as <laughs> in general. He's just so inaccurate that predicting yeah. when he's going to hit a receiver correctly is very difficult to predict. And uh, I mean, the chargers are probably fine like to use. It is on the road, but I don't know. Like Herbert's what is probably it not with them, well. right? Yeah. Herbert's really expensive. And, like all that's, that's why I don't really like anyone is the, char- a lot of the chargers that you would want are very expensive. Yeah. They're priced appropriately. Like they, they're going to be good. Like Keenan and Eckler will be good. That's what they do. Like, I obviously like league play. You're obviously doing with them. Yeah, they're 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 a little too expensive on DFS for me. Um, I like Aaron Jones a lot here. Yeah, I think he's in a really good spot. Yeah, he uh, he's cheap. He finally got his workload back up last week, and uh, the Chargers have been pretty rough against running backs. So, I they're gonna they're gonna need to ride him in any game, especially a game they're trying to play catch up. Like he's gonna catch a lot of passes this game. I'm pretty sure. So. Yeah. Like I, I took his receiving, or I took his rushing over even, but I would like take a receiving over that was probably under like 18 or something, just because like I feel like he's gonna for sure get some looks in the passing game and and he's healthy. <sighs> yeah, exa- exactly. That's the big thing. <laughs> he's finally healthy and getting that like full workload. Um, so Christian Watson, um, <laughs> it's tough with me with him because of love, but I think if there's any defense, like the Chargers defense is just so brutal. It is bad. It's really bad in the secondary. Like, I think this might be the week where you say, if it doesn't happen this week, you can give up. <laughs> like, right? <laughs> He's got to be so cheap now, right? He like is. His... He's like below 5K, I think. Oh, my God. Like, his, yeah, his value is just tanked. He, yeah, he's 4,600 on DK. It's just like... He is 57 he and, on FanDuel, which is right next to Elijah Moore and half PPR and Darnell Mooney. Like, that's yeah, abysmal. Like, and his targets the last, like, several weeks. So, seven targets by week five, eight, 
two, which was, you know, that was the uh, Rams game where they dominated, uh, what's his face, Brett Rippon, and then seven targets. So, like, the targets have been there. They just have been terrible. <laughs> and so, <laughs> like, this is the matchup where the terrible could become okay or decent and actually get to him. So, but, yeah, this it's pretty much this week or never for me on Christian Watson. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. I wouldn't mind, like, taking a, a flyer on him. I don't think that's a bad idea. Yeah. They, you know I mean, he's got it in him. Yeah, they've got enough easy secondaries coming up that maybe I wouldn't say now or never, but it would be really disappointing if not now. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but next up, we've got the Raiders going to Miami here. Um, taking Miami. <laughs> um, yeah. 13 and a half point favorites up from 12. Total's 46. So it's projected to be a smash. Um, it sounds like A-Chain should be, or sorry, A-Chan should be good to go. Um, I think he's still questionable technically, but it sounded like they're going to have him based on how uh, McDaniel was talking. And right. then uh, Robert Hunt and Rob Jones are both out on their own line, which bummer there. Uh, Chase Claypool's out, but I think that was worth mentioning. Um, and then um, Raiders, they don't have anyone uh, new out, I believe. They uh, released fullback Jakob Johnson. They were using some, but I think with, with Pierce in charge, they, were really, they weren't really using him as much. Right. So um, I think the only one to watch would be Nate Hobbs. Oh, wait, no, yeah, no, Hobbs. And, he's good. Sorry, yeah, Robertson, I meant. Sorry, he was in concussion protocol, but he's cleared. So that's always what I worry about, just like week to week on that. But, yeah, so they're, um, aside from, you know, their quarterback being Nate O'Connell, they're good to go. Uh, <laughs> hey, they beat the Jets. They beat the Giants. Yeah, they beat New York's. All right. <laughs> they beat New York. The two teams who are always in the like bottom left on every offensive graph, uh, the Jets and Giants. <laughs> oh man, um, yeah, like Miami running back and Tyree Kill and Miami in general is banger. Um, I think yeah. the main thing is kind of where you go on 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 the Raiders. Like, do you think like Devontae gets enough time like done? Are you thinking you know Jacobs PPR like? mayor like is do you have kind of lean in here or um i actually do have a little bit of a unique take for this game i don't want tyree kill i want miami's defense and that sounds weird and stupid but i'm probably not stacking this game because i don't have a whole lot of faith in vegas being able to do that much that's fair yeah um so like if they're using backups this is off a bye week in miami i i would love to sniff out the the raiders like having a big glow up game but i it's really hard for me to do that off a bye in miami for them um i i'm calling it now i think miami scores a defensive touchdown my big thing for this game is that Vic Fangio, their defense is really starting to get there, um, especially with Jalen Ramsey back. They're now like, and it, this might be premature, but I, do, but what I'm essentially trying to say and failing is that eventually Miami's defense is going to get really scared. And mm. I, it might not be yet. It might be a few weeks down the line. But off the bye, I think this is an opportunity to jump on them before anybody is really aware of what's happening. They're going to be really opportunistic. I see turnovers. I see defense being really, really, 
really good at scoring points for you. Um, Mm -hmm. And because of that, I don't really want too many Dolphins offensive players because I don't know who it's going to be. It could be Achan, it could be Mostert, it could be Reek, it could be Waddle. The only guys I'm really going to take a shot on are prop would be like the Miami running backs because I know they're going to get work. Yeah, they're but, in a nut spot. Like, <laughs> Yeah, they're in a great spot. But they're also not too expensive. Whereas yeah, Tyreek Hill is the most expensive player on FanDuel. And yeah, he could get 200 yards. But like, if all the touchdowns go to the running backs or all the touchdowns go to Waddle or anything, or if all the touchdowns go to the defense, then I feel stupid. And I'm like, I'm really on Miami's defense for this week. They're one of my bangers. Um, I just, it's hard for me with some of the other games to choose one of the Dolphins that I think gets the, you know, volume. Yeah, I I think if if A-Chan is in, he would be my pick just because of how insanely efficient he's proven to be, like, on a regular basis. Um, Obviously, that could just not happen. Um, And he's, like, you know, first game back. But everything, like, I've heard on him is that, like, it sounds like he's actually, like, all good now after the four weeks. There's always a chance he's not. That's, that's obviously the big risk there. But he is who I was rolling with. Yeah, because like six, like 66 on DK, not bad at all. So no. averaging 27.9 points per game. Yeah, and that's including <laughs> like the 1.9 point game, which is hilarious. So yeah, like if if he gets 15 touches, even like 12 touches, like that's that could get you there against his defense because like it is a nut run spot for them. Yeah, like on every capacity. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, and, but and yeah, like I want to just bring it up because like the Raiders' offense with Pierce and O'Connell, they have not been turnover prone, which is why this is sort time, of yeah. like out of the blue. I just kind of want to get the jump on it, even if I'm a few weeks early. I'm gonna start calling for Miami's defense to start getting really, really like ball hockey. Yeah, and like it would make sense because it'll be the first time the Raiders have to like you know, play catch up with O'Connell in. Right. And like, cause like we, we saw against like the Chargers, like I know it was a different coach, but like when he had to drop back more, Khalil Mack just went like nuts. And I know they don't have a Khalil Mack, but they've got like Bradley Chubb, Raekwon Davis, Christian Wilkins, Jalen Phillips. Like they've still got like David Long. They got, they've got guys. good players. Yeah. Yeah. You look like, at some of their now. guys and it's like, holy shit, Christian Wilkins, Jalen Phillips, David uh-huh. Long, <laughs> not to so. mention Bradley Chubb and Van Ginkle. Yeah. They've got, they've got a lot of good guys. So yeah, it's, it's going to be a tough time for the Raiders here. But uh, next up, we've got the Giants at Washington. Um, main main notes, uh, Washington, um, Antonio Gibson is doubtful. What's up, counting is out. Um, and then they're mixing fullback Alex Arma. And then uh, defensive end James Smith-Williams, who have yeah, been playing more with uh, with those guys traded. <laughs> um, yeah. And then the Giants are missing uh, Adore uh, Jackson and Evan Neal. Oh, shit. I, there's a chance I miss more, but uh, Andrew Thompson is questionable. Yeah, again, always the always very hurt Giants. Damn, yeah, I didn't see a Dory Jackson was out. Blah. So, yep. Um, obviously, like Brad Robinson here. Um, draft may, major draft value, by the way. Like one of one of my <laughs> big my big preseason wins is just having Brad Robinson everywhere. Mm-hmm. I have doubt. him in my work league, and he has saved me. Yeah, he just randomly has like insane games where he'll like house is 60 yarder like and that, like that was not something we had expected from him ever and that's like the funny part of it 
there was definitely a point early in the season where I was like, okay, so I just can't take this guy off and out of my starting lineup because I'm always going to be wrong. So I just need to <laughs> yeah. leave him in, and he has not moved since. Yeah, he's, and this seems like a good spot for him. So of course, watch him like not do anything here. That'd be hilarious. Um, you know, I, I like him here. Um, I do too. I think he's fine. Anybody else in this game you want at all? It, price wise, I don't like it. Um, but I don't hate Saquon this week. Yeah. Um, because I did my whole deep dive on Seattle and Washington, and one of the things I came to the conclusion on was like, if your interior O line can run block, you can run all over Washington. Yeah. They run this sort of four eye concept where, you know, basically they're going to be going against the guards, and um you're going to have your center helping and choosing the lane. And if you have a quarterback or a, a running back with good vision, they're going to be able to like go with the center on where they're blocking. So I don't hate Saquon this week. I think he's actually probably going to reach his price threshold. Um, but that's, that's sort of my only weird take. The giants have played Washington really close the past. What is this will be game eight, four years. They're, like six and one against them they will mm. probably they're going to be six and two against them after this sunday um but i don't before the adoree jackson news hit me i was kind of prepared to take the giants to cover this just because of that now i'm not so sure because now like you're gonna have terry mclaurin with the backup yeah <laughs> it's <laughs> one of those things where i might just be like oh even though the total is super gross, let me see what the total is out. It is um, 37 and a half still, <clears throat> spreads eight and a half. So it's it's a pretty gross time. But yeah, like someone's going to score, you'd think. Yeah. Um, but... One thing I did want to mention is the way Washington's defense is set up is they have a huge void space in the right in the center of their defense, about 15 yards past the line of scrimmage, mm-hmm. um, which is like wide lock it balled out last week and even DK did well because he started hitting it too. Uh, that's just like the way Washington's defense is set up. They have that quarter style and they all drop so far back to try and prevent big plays. There's just nothing in the center of the field. Yeah. If there was a giant that was going to do that to hit that, would it be the tight end Bellinger? Like, Bellinger, uh, maybe Wandale, like <laughs> those are kind of the uh, two I was thinking. Because like I think Hyatt is back, but I, I don't think yeah, he but he that. almost always goes deep. Yeah, so like, I guess it would be Bellinger or Wandale, but I don't really, I don't want to go there. So. <laughs> well, like if Wandale is stupid cheap and he is like a flex play that ends up getting you like twenty points because Washington's defense is ass then it's definitely something to consider. Yeah, like, yeah, he's, uh, I think he's pretty Like, Washington's corners suck, but they're so yeah. bad. <laughs> yeah, he is, uh, he's 3.5 on DK. So, like, if you are strapped, I don't hate it, because he could get you, because, like, garbage time against Vegas, he got you 13.5, you know, like. Yeah. So, if he can catch, like, you know, six for 40, and it, if you luck into the end zone, you're, you're killing it, but. Right. Yeah, it's well. Washington's defense does suck, so if someone someone could do okay, but uh, I'm not really. I might do that. 
I might do a Wandale flex play. Yeah. Take a shot. But moving on to uh, Dallas and Carolina here. Uh, taking Dallas. Duh. Um, total is 42.5. Spread is 10.5. Dallas' favorite, of course. Um, is Tony Pollard going to find the end zone here? That's like the question of this game. Uh, right. If it's not this game, I don't know. Um, it's been so weird for him because the way their games have been going, like, it's either like they destroy the other team before you can do much or like their passing game goes nuts. It's just been like terrible luck for Tony all year. <laughs> Tony's terrible time. <laughs> yeah. This is another game. I want zero part of because quite frankly, Dallas can't run the ball that well. Um, and Carolina's a run funnel. They're not even like great against the pass, but Carolina is just, really struggling right now so i think this game is like the cowboys can sleepwalk through this game yeah um, like I, I do like their kicker i think this is a really good Aubrey spot for dallas that makes sense, yeah yeah because you know, with kicking yeah they're gonna just they can't really take advantage of carolina's biggest defensive weakness they are dak is playing really well um He's curious to me. I don't know how I feel about Dak this week. I, He's been crushing. I, he has been absolutely crushing. He and CD have been going bonkers. I uh, <laughs> I was like, I was looking through prices and uh, Pollard is six six on DK. I'm like, man, uh, that's so cheap. I'm it's so cheap. I'm very tempted because like at some point it's gonna hit. He scored twice in week one and has not scored since. Yep. Just like he's gotten so many yards since then like air and ground he's gotten like 650 yards almost like since then and not found the end zone jesus so like as like i don't know how many times i could say at some point it's gonna hit but it will and like this makes sense for it to hit this time i think it's either like the run funnel team yeah like i think one way to approach it is like do you play pollard or do you play dallas defense like it's kind (laughs) of in that vein but like you know, one one of those should be good at least. I mean that's a good point. <laughs> Dallas defense is probably a good play. Um, we were a week early. So you had to wait. A- yeah, they, they they weren't able to get the t- the touchdown last week. That, that I didn't end up playing him for that. I'm like they got to get a touchdown. Like super chalky expensive defense is just something I can never rate myself to do. I tough. do have um I don't really like him but I just wanted to shout out Tommy Tremble getting the getting the chance to be the tight end. Oh this yeah, Hayden Hurst out. Yeah, so uh, injury wise he's out, and then uh, C.J. Henderson's also out. Um, J.C. Horn's not quite back, but it sounds like he could be back next week. And uh, Dallas is pretty healthy, so. I mean C.J. Henderson's so. <laughs> yeah, who who is his backup? <laughs> is the. I think it's that's, Troy that's Hill. DiCaprio Boodle's been in, but I think he's the slot. It's a funny name. Great name. It's like Poodle, but you're Boodle. <laughs> oh, but uh, anything else here? <laughs> no, I don't want much fantasy from this game. Nah. Um, next up, we've got Tennessee at Jacksonville. Probably the game I'm like most clueless on, I think. I don't have a good right. feel for this. Um, I don't this, either. Jacksonville's favored by seven, which feels like a bit much. The total's 39 and a half. I do think I'm going to take Jacksonville. I'll say that. I think so, but... <laughs> they just got their asses handed to them, like, on a silver platter and forced to eat it, man. Like, <laughs> they're going to have a bounce-back game. Mm-hmm. Um, injury-wise, no Traylon Burks or Andre Dillard. 
or Sean Murphy Bunting for Tennessee. They also have a uh, linebacker, Luke Gifford. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to call him doubtful. No practice and questionable. And then uh, for Jacksonville, I, I don't think Zay Jones is going to play like between his injury stuff and uh, the arrest. Like the I'd arrest. be kind of surprised if he played, but he's been limited two days in a row. So like I, maybe I don't fucking know. Um, and then other injuries, we've got Jamal Agnew and Tyson Campbell out for them. Interesting. Yeah, like yeah, I don't this... want any fantasy in this game. This this is a really tough game. It's divisional. Um, like it's in Jacksonville. The Tennessee doesn't just lay over and die. Like they're they're a competitive team. They are missing Andre Dillard, so they're yeah. I'm at because the worry, of course, is like Tennessee's front going ham on Jacksonville's O line. That's like the win condition for them. Um, right. If Anton Harrison is out. That's actually pretty fucking significant. Harrison's yeah. been possibly their best lineman. Yeah, I, he's been limited all week, so that sounds like he'll go. He's questionable, but usually he'll probably go limited all week lineman. That's kind of a. It's usually a. It's usually a go. Um, right. Like if Zay is in, then I'm definitely gonna pick Jacksonville just because their pass attack is ready to go against a pass funnel. So right. So I think I'm leaning Jacksonville, but if news breaks weird, I might go Tennessee. I'm, I need to look at what kind of defense Tennessee runs with their secondary to see if I would prefer Ridley or, or Kirk in a certain situation. Here. Dude, Ridley's been a bummer. I know. <laughs> it's been annoying. But, like, if they run a bunch of man or if they run a bunch of zone, you know, that's Ridley v. Kirk. I'll look into it later. I don't have any. Yeah. Because um, I was looking at Tennessee's secondary. Um, cause they've got, uh, like, McCreary back in the slot. And so one side's Fulton and one side's going to be a backup now. No Murphy bunting. So like, I guess Trey Avery is probably going to step in. So Weesh. like that makes it easier on the outside for Ridley. So That's that would true. maybe be my lean. Um, but let's get to this next game. Probably one of the best games of the week with Arizona at Houston. Yeah, uh, I'm taking Houston here. The total is uh, 48 Texans favored by six. I really think whoever wins this game is whoever has the ball last <laughs> this game's so awesome this is definitely the stack game one of a few but huge stack game kyler and marquise brown are stupid cheap for some reason tank dell is still only 5900 on dk <laughs> it's dumb and noah brown is out or at least allegedly yeah, I, I don't know if you out. saw that some i'm pretty sure he's out i got the notification he was out and then I also looked into it, and whoever reported that simply said he was out because he didn't practice today, but they haven't officially ruled him out. Yeah, he has not practiced all week, so I'm going to guess he's out. Um, I am too, but also don't fucking report shit that's not. Yeah, like, there's there's been like a couple accurate. of those this year. I think it's been with the Texans at least too. Like they had another one with like Robert Woods, I thought it was. He ended, he ended up being out, but still. Texas I'm like, yeah, together. you can infer that he's going to be out, but say that. You can say he likely won't play if he's missed practice all week, not they've ruled him out. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so him, uh, Damian Pierce is out. He got in some limited this week, but he's not quite ready to come back. Um, fucking Singletary, that was hilarious. Um, and then Henry To'oto and Jimmy Ward are also out. Um, to, that's one of my favorite names to see on the jersey is To'oto, just because, oh, like, yeah. All the O's and apostrophes are so funny to see. It's pretty cool. It's a, yeah, and it's then, a badass name. Yeah, for Arizona, um, the market is out. 
so that helps James Conner a lot. Um, right. Not getting receptions vultured. Um, they're also missing uh, Jonathan Ledbetter and uh, Joey Blount. Blount. Um, I don't think he's a starter, though. So, yeah, he's a backup. I don't know all the names of Arizona's defense off the top of my head, okay? <laughs> it's Arizona's <laughs> defense, so. <clears throat> we'll learn them over time. They're a very new team. Um, but this is a stack game. I really like Kyler. I like James Conner. I like Marquise Brown. I like Stroud. I like Nico. I like Tank Dell. Shit, I don't even have a problem with Singletary, quite frankly. I don't love him because he's Singletary, but I don't have a yeah. problem with this game is full of dudes, and I think this is a really fun game to watch. Kyler is dumb cheap um, everywhere. Like, he's he's way too cheap for what we know he can do, and he is mm-hmm. going to be running. Yeah, this uh, this game's got a good pace. Um, I mean, Arizona's defense sucks. Uh, <laughs> I, I was looking at, like, the like the matchups of stuff. Um, I mean, yeah, like Houston's pass matchup here is great. Um, I do. So this is my, not maybe, maybe not my favorite game environment, but might end up being my favorite stack just because it's priced more favorably than the one I like most, um, which we'll get to in a bit. But I do think the one like, uh, trap door possibility would be, um, if the teams get run heavy, um, not, not that they will for sure, but this is actually like, these teams are both fairly like, um, run heavy and neutral script. Man, right. if this game is close, you could see it kind of go to that, especially with, like, um, Arizona, like, with James Conner coming back more. We saw, like, Singletary get 30 carries last week. Like, right. the, you know, and the Texans probably should have been able to run even more. They just had some shitty turnovers in the red zone. Like, so, I think there's a chance this game does turn run heavier for one team, or if it stays close, maybe for both. But, um that that doesn't mean there won't be past stuff. It just means you know, maybe this thing is not amazing, or you know, James Conner vultures touchdowns like he always does. Um, oh, I love James Conner this week because yeah, I, I also like think he'll catch dump offs from Kyler. He they work really well in tandem. Yeah, my my other concern actually, uh, voice track there is uh, Houston's defense here um, coming on. They uh, like they're pretty good and they're getting held. Like, Jimmy Ward is out. That's kind of a hit, but like. Their secondary is getting healthier. Um, they don't have Denzel Perriman either, which actually is a big run hit. Yeah, they don't have this kind of thing. Two o two o or Perryman or Jimmy Ward. So I I do agree that they're st- starting to come together, but they are missing some pretty big personnel this week. Yeah, but they've got like their secondary is healthier, but like they're definitely missing some guys inside. Like they've got Stingley and Petrie and Nelson all healthy. Right. So yeah, not not that like it tops everything, but. Like the the run matchup for Arizona doesn't doesn't look great, but I don't think that that doesn't include two linebackers missing. So <laughs> yeah, that's kind of why I like stacking the Cardinals. Um, like my thing right now is Kyler and James Connor as opposed to Stroud. Oh, I see. <laughs> I was I was gonna say don't do that just because really? like I feel like they vulture each other. Oh no, I think Kyler. You think it's gonna pass off. to him? Yeah, I like them in tandem as as a duo this week. Um, but yeah, I, the, the one thing giving me hope that there will be a good amount of passing, at least in the second half, is that Stroud has been just absolutely on fire. And it wouldn't surprise me if the Texans do score at least twice in the first half. 
So like uh-huh. if the Cardinals get down a touchdown or two, get down, they're just get down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're gonna just start going into the all right, Kyler scramble and make shit happen mode. Yeah, which um, is when the fun happens. Yeah, this is like the shot game as well. That's not a surprise. Like Kyler Stroud, most popular quarterback. Singletary, <clears throat> most popular running back. Uh, really? Wilson, Dell, Rondale, Marquise, Tyreek, and then Robert was like, this game is so popular. So, <laughs> yep. That like, and since I like James Cotter, that like really might push me to him just as insane leverage. If I, if I don't stack this game, I think if you don't stack this game, going James Cotter makes infinite sense. Absolutely. And James Cotter is my favorite of them. So I think we're on the same page there. Yeah. Um, not, again, this is not to say I think this is a bad game stat. I'm just saying, like, if I don't, here's what I do, and here's, like, the possibilities of it going wrong. But I think right. the more likely option is it is a great game to watch and stag. <laughs> I hope so. I want to like, see these two duke it out. Yeah, the Cardinals have a lot of good cheap options, too. I know. So. Marquise Brown and Kyler are combined for, like, 11K or something. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and, like, Rondale and Michael Wilson are both, like, 3-3 three, three, and 3-4 three, if you need a cheapo, so. Yup. That's, that's always fun. Um, especially in full PPR for Rondale, but anything here before we move on to 4 p.m.? Um, no, I think that's it. We did it. Cool beans. All right. 4 p.m. games. <laughs> We've got <laughs> Tampa at San Fran. We're both taking Tampa, or sorry, not Tampa here. We're, we, I think we're both on the Tampa cover on that uh, what is now 12-point spread. But we're taking San Fran to win here, uh, 41.5 total. Yeah, absolutely. I have to say, I think the Bucks match up better against San Fran than people are going to realize. Especially Maybe, yeah. since San Fran just boat raced Jacksonville. Um but, like, San Fran is all pass rush, no secondary. The Bucks have a solid O-line with dynamite receivers. Like, as long as the pressure isn't getting to Baker too much and he isn't a total pumpkin, that's they're the, going to... Yeah, that's the That's the... That's the qualifying, yeah, part there. Um, but if he can just get the ball out on time, these receivers can fucking torch San Fran's secondary. San yeah. Fran's secondary is ass. It just barely matters most weeks. It's so annoying. I love I love to see teams actually like hold up and do well. But yeah, and then like on the other side, like Tampa's a great run defense. So yep. like so somewhat in the uh, you know San Fran pass game probably will pop off. It, do you have any lean? Do you think it's you know Ayuk, Debo, or not really leaning one way on that? Um, I would probably say Ayuk. Purdy just loves him so much. Debo yeah. gets his, but Ayuk's just explosive. Um, I will say, if you don't want to go Kyler and you don't want to go Fields, Purdy is one of my favorites for this week. He is also, he is right in the same range. He is 100 cheaper than Kyler Murray on FanDuel. Um, because of the run that they won't really be able to do as easily, they're still going to, like, Tampa's a good run, a really good run defense, but San Fran is special with their offensive line blocking. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're going to be passing more. And I don't actually know how popular McCaffrey's going to be. And it sounds really stupid to say I think he might be a leverage play, but I think he might be a leverage play to work in tandem with Purdy because Purdy's going to have to throw to him a lot. 
and I really like Purdy to score like three touchdowns this game. You can pass so easily on Tampa. Like the path of le- least resistance is passing, and mm. yeah, yeah. I think he's gonna be somewhat popular. Not like a huge shock, but just because like of the cheap options in that Arizona game, people might have the money to go to McCaffrey more, like when they're stacking that game. But I think that's going to be his main usage. So like if you have McCaffrey and not that game, you'll be unique. Um, But even then, like, I think it's fine to use him there. Like he's going to fit. He'll have the money. Um, Like it's pretty much Singletary's chalky. And then there's kind of like a jumble after him of like a few guys. And then it slips off. Um, It's on DraftKings. I don't, I don't know how I'll be on FanDuel. That, it's, it's, sometimes it's kind of hard to tell on FanDuel. Like, I always have a better feel of, like, who the DraftKings chalk is versus the, the FanDuel chalk sometimes. I mean, I do I think, like McCaffrey more on DK. Yeah, so he's definitely okay. less popular on FanDuel. But, like, yeah, you, you, don't get the, you don't get the PPR. That's the big differences right. for him. Um, and he's 10K on FanDuel. It's a lot. When you've I got, know. Like, that's what I'm wondering is he, he's going to be so expensive and people are going to see the bad run matchup. I'm wondering if he's not as popular. And I still think he's a really good option. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be a receiving production more so than rushing. Yeah, I, I think I do like Ayuk here, though, now that we've talked through it some. Um, injury-wise, Sandra's missing uh, Aaron Banks, their guard. But it looks like uh, John Feliciano is the backup. And then oh, okay. uh, Bucks are missing Ryan Neal in the, in the secondary of strong safety, which does hurt the run defense. But Interesting. But yeah, that... Yeah, this is, this is a interesting matchup to see kind of like the... In, in, instead of movable force, stoppable, we have the actual like immovable object versus uh, unstoppable, <laughs> unstoppable force here. Yeah, yeah, so... I say the weird one so much, I can't say the real one. <laughs> it's like uh, I joke so much about saying like, o- like Ossifer instead of Officer that like right. I have to think about saying it. <laughs> <laughs> That'll never go wrong. Um, <laughs> but anything else here? No, nah, that, that's it. All right, uh, next up, got the Jets uh, going to Buffalo here. Uh, 39.5 point total, Buffalo favored by seven. Uh, we're both taking Buffalo, but how are you feeling about your Jets here? Well, there's really two possibilities here. Um, with the firing of Ken Dorsey, we've got Joe Brady now as the OC for the Bills. And Joe Brady was dog shit in Carolina. He was horrible. He was the first guy fired in Matt Rule's tenure. And like there's really only two ways this can go. As I mentioned, Joe Brady is either a really good play designer and bad play caller, which works out well for Jalen because he goes off script constantly anyway, or Joe Brady is awful and the <laughs> Jets get a win here, which is really funny because they should not have fired Dorsey. I don't yeah, know which so it's going to be. I I agree. I think that was pretty dumb. He's his reactionary scapegoat. Like, he's not the problem. Like, there's no world where he's the problem. No, if they stink, I think McDermott is actually in, in jeopardy. Yeah, like, I mean, the the issues have been, like, like the, the offense isn't the, the problem, really. It's just been, like, random bullshit. They've been, like... Very turnover really unlucky. unlucky. Yeah. yeah. And that's, you know, it always, you know, it's hard to justify sometimes, but like football's weird and random. They just been on the terrible side of that constantly. Yeah. Um, did you see the thing with Jalen and Stroud? They've no. basically thrown the same amount of touched or interception worthy throws, but Stroud has like two or one. Yeah. And Jalen has like 11. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, because like the one that went off Gabe's hands, like that counts right. on him, but that's Gabe's fault. <laughs> right. Which he's always good for some drops, but there's got to be a metric of how many points the Bills have lost because of Gabe Davis this year. <laughs> he's had quite a few really bad boofs. Yeah, it's funny because like he's improved a lot of other areas, but his hands still suck shit. <laughs> oh man, it's it's funny with him because like. He's he's not Dante Moncrief level of bad hands, but they're not good. <laughs> they're not great. They're they're not there. Yeah, he's like he's like MVS Aguilar level, but he's like a better receiver, so he's like <laughs> able to kind of keep up. Yeah, live with it a bit. And when you have players like him and like Jalen, who you have you have to take the bad with the good, like it's kind of just line up terribly sometimes. So. Oh, um, but yeah, I don't really want much fantasy from this game. No, I don't either. There's the two avenues i mentioned either the the joe brady thing works out because he's good at making plays but not good at calling them and jalen goes off script like that's the the good scenario or the bad scenario is he's terrible and they suck um if he's good then the bills are going to score in the first half and then the jets are going to adjust and it's probably not going to have there's going to be like no second half scoring in this game um or if it's really bad then there's just going to be no scoring in this game. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, the only uh, player I kind of interest in here is Kincaid. Kincaid. Um, yeah, just because where, where the Jets follow production to. So right, and he's been super involved. Um, and like I, w- I was gonna say uh, Brees, but I'm really curious because like there there was some chatter about like Salah talking with Dalvin and how he's gonna get him more involved. I'm like, if he actually does, like one, like no, just give Brees the ball more. And then two, like, that would take away from Brees, so. I think it's actually going to be Izzy that gets involved. Um, I mean, that's why they cut Michael Carter, right? Right. They cut Michael Carter, basically. Which he's, I don't don't think he's debuting this week for the Cardinals, but. I don't think he is either, but he is someone to keep an eye on down the stretch. Yeah, well, for sure, especially given James Carter's history. Like, he's now their best running back after after Carter. Um, Oh, wait, I think Michael Carter will be available. Interesting. I don't think he'll play much first week, but no, but he's someone to yeah, he's sure. definitely a handcuff. Honestly, kind he's of like a, I think he's a great handcuff. Yeah, in the event that Connor goes down, mm-hmm. and honestly, like I wouldn't be shocked if he had standalone value too, just given his pass catching ability. He might. He's actually pretty good at pass pro. Yeah, which so like is I, funny. <laughs> he's someone to pick up for sure. Okay, but anyway, circling back, I just feel like I had to get, mention that real quick while we had a important thing in mind, uh, injury wise. Uh, won't have Billy Turner or Chas Surratt here, um, and we will not have Dwayne Brown yet. Dwayne Brown back quite yet. I don't know what's and going then, on with him, man. Yeah, I mean it's a bummer. It's I feel bad for the Jets. It's They're it's been work. brutal. Um, and then Bills, um, no one immediately knew out, but uh, Jordan Phillips and Trent Sherfield are questionable. They got practice on Friday, but I still think they'll play. Um, and then they said uh, Leonard Fournette could potentially debut this week. But oh. that doesn't really matter to me. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I, I, is Christian Benford playing? Okay. Yeah, yes, he is. We're good. Okay. So, figuring yeah. out who is going to run the ball in at the one yard line for the Bills is maybe the hardest thing to figure out in all of the NFL. It's annoying it, because they got, they, <laughs> yeah, they got stupid bias last week with like, they were, they were actually able to run really easily on, right. uh, on Denver. So, like, they got they got like terrible confirmation bias on 
uh, Latavius at the goal line because it had been shit that he finally converted this past week. God, I know. And, and James the, the Cook J- had the stupid fucking benching. That was so dumb. Like Dude, Mc, McDermott, McDermott lost in that be game. Fired for that. Alone. Yeah, he lost in that game between like getting Ty Johnson out there for touches and like the twelve minute on the field. That's his fault. Like it is. So, that's why. Like I mean, yeah. I talk to Bills fans and like in general, I I like Sean McDermott as a guy, but now he's got the thirteen seconds with the not doing the squib kick, the twelve men on the field. Like he just has a few of these that Pat's really game. dumbass moment. Oh my god, mm-hmm. dumbass moments where he costs his team the game, and mm-hmm. like your head coach can't do that. Yeah, I uh, I do want to mention. I think this is a good defenses game because. Uh, yeah. This is actually hilariously a great. Like, if Rodgers were in, I'd be all over this game. Actually, uh, I would too. It's technically like by pace and pass percentage, the best game environment. I'm not <laughs> treating it that way. Which is, I know, so it's it's second best pace and then best pass rate. It's like it's so funny. So the defenses like are actually in a good spot. I think because like you're getting you're going to get a lot of plays. Oh, that's bad for the Jets. We don't want a lot of plays. <laughs> yeah so like you know the bills have been fucking bumbly so jets defense is an option and then yeah like the bills defense against the jets running a lot of plays it's... right <laughs> dude uh yeah after, I, after watching uh what's his name browning i was like man i feel so bad for the for jets fans dude, how does jake browning look better than zach wilson as like an undrafted free agent in his first game against the ravens <laughs> I know, dude. It's it's funny as fuck. So I, uh, fucking funny. I can only laugh. Yeah, this is the year I'm keeping my I'm I'm reviving the uh, Chad Kelly pipe dream a bit this year. because yeah. <laughs> he's he got the like the CFL's MVP and then uh like with all these quarterback injuries, I'm like, man, like he this would be the time. <laughs> this see. would be the time. I'm gonna keep hope alive. Oh. Um, it's not Mozzie the muscle if I don't if I don't mention uh Chad Kelly or sorry, Swag Kelly. Swag I mean, Kelly, now we're yeah. back. Yep. So, uh, but next up, we've got uh, Seattle at the Rams, and uh, this is actually my favorite game environment this week. Um, it's got a really good pass rate, neutral pass rate, um, and then the pace is really good. So, and then it, I think it makes sense as well, like given personnel's, um, assuming Sta- assuming Stafford's back, like the Stafford, Puka, Cooper, and then. Uh, like you know, Gino DK Lockett. These these teams are like have strength in passing. So um, I know the Seattle secondary has been good, but I I, I think the uh, the Rams receivers are kind of suited to do well against them. I agree. And after deep diving the Seattle defense last week, it's pretty cool that this is one of your favorite games to stack. Um, I absolutely love the Rams in this one. I am taking the Rams to win. Um, I don't know which receiver I like more, but I kind of like them both between Puka and Cup because they both can do what they need to do to beat Seattle. Mm-hmm. Seattle's defense is very capped, so, right? So they like to just put a lid on the top of the defense and then work downward towards the ball. Um, so the way to beat them is with underneath stuff. Yeah, just, which is yeah, which is Puka's bread basket. That's Cup's bread basket. I like Higby too. Like this is, 
quick time to throw for Stafford on short route slants to Puka and Cup. Yeah. So I love the Rams offense this week. Um, and then on the flip side, the Rams defense kind of sucks. So I don't hate Seattle either. Like, yeah, the Rams defense <laughs> is kind of like uh, Jacksonville's in a way where there's just like they're like kind of okay all around. Um, but the, like there are there are there are, there are more spots on Jacksonville that's like uh, sorry on the Rams that suck than Jacksonville's. Like there's not like an obvious attack spot. I should mean, I mean right. to say yeah, it's just kind of overall. Eh. It's just overall meh. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to put it. Um. I have a curious take here, and that's if I want to say it, it would be Daryl Henderson in a PPR format. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I don't mind Henderson this week. Like, I would, if Kyron were back, I'd be all over him too, just because right. of like, how Seattle's been against running backs. So, yeah, that they're okay against just like a guy that runs right into their defense. Like that's that they're fine against that, mm-hmm. but they're really bad against receiving running backs they don't play yeah, yeah they play so far off and then uh and, and injury wise oh, yeah. back right oh yeah go for it yeah so that's what i think they get to so he uh he yeah he fully practiced he's off the report um kobe durant is <laughs> our favorite name uh he he's questionable he got limited in friday so that actually is an important one i think because if he doesn't play he's been like probably the second best corner after witherspoon um these teams both have a witherspoon which is kind of funny uh that's true yeah, he, he's he's been he's been decent, but Duke Shelley's behind him, who sucks shit. Because so. <laughs> wasn't he on the Vikings getting wrecked, or who was he with? Yeah, he was getting shit on the Vikings. So oh, I remember him. He was so yeah. bad. Was he on the yeah. Browns too? Or am I just um, thinking of Duke? He's been on San Fran, I think, in Chicago. Oh, um, okay. Browns. Yeah, he's where he started. North. <laughs> <laughs> the North, the Northier Browns. The Browns. <laughs> Wait, is, is Cle- the Browns are is pretty Cle- far north. Yeah, so wait, is Cleveland more north than Chicago? I think it is. Yeah, I think it is, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Cleveland is all the way up there in the... Let's say, I, I'm bad at... All right, hold on. Uh, let me look up Chicago. Uh, I, really did, I need the, yeah, the north. So they're 41.8781 north. And then Cleveland is 41.4993 north. So I think... What'd um, you say? They're like almost the exact same. They're almost forget, the exact same. They both. I 24. forget. Um, I forget if it goes up or down. Like if you're further away. Um, okay, so, so yeah, high, high. So actually, Chicago is a smidgen higher. <laughs> They're like point, like point three eight higher. This is so funny to look at. They are so close. How are they I so even? <laughs> I was like, they're actually close. Let me look this up. That's hilarious. Holy shit. So technically, the Browns are the North. Technically. Oh, uh, that's great. By a smidge. If if we get enough global warming or plate shifting, it could change. But uh, for now, <laughs> a little higher. That's actually hilarious. Now, I don't know the stadiums. I don't have the stadium. Uh locations exactly i just have the, the city that we've got so right it's a chance it's even closer so anyway where, where were we shit i forgot where we were um, um who do you we were talking about the injuries i will say i think yeah. um havenstein back is really good oh it's huge not only does that help protect stafford but the way that so seattle's defense they basically have nobody 
that's re- like elite at rushing the passer. They don't have any pass mm-hmm. rush stars, but they always give you about three seconds and then you got to get rid of the ball. You can't really hold on to it any longer. Somebody is going to come on a delayed rush and get to the quarterback and it can be a corner. It can be a linebacker. That's just kind of drifting. They just, it's just sort of how their defense works. Haven't mm-hmm. seen there really helps because they like to do the Witherspoon corner blitz. Um, and you really don't want him going against uh, an actual tackle. Yeah. Um, and then I was going to add, and for, for Seattle, um, I does, it does not look like Abraham Lucas will be back this week. Um, Probably next we think for him. And then um, Jamal Adams and Trey Brown did not practice, and they're questionable. So keep an eye on those guys as well. Because Lucas is coming off IR, so I'm not expecting him to come back yet. And then while I was looking at who was on IR, uh, the Seahawks have a player named Kobe Bryant, spelled C-O-B-Y. That's a safety. No way. Yeah, we got two Kobe's in this game. Yeah, Kobe Durant and Kobe. Um, the the Rams also have a Kobe Turner, uh, spelled K O B I E. I don't have anything for Turner, uh, but yeah. There's a famous Turner basketball player, right? Uh, the first one I thought of was Miles Turner from the Pacers, but there's probably I mean there's probably a more famous one, but he's the first one I thought of. I, I have like a lyric in a song referencing him just because I I think he's a fun player. He's like super good at getting blocks. There we uh, go. So. Hopefully we'll see Kobe or Kobe Turner swat down some passes at, at the line then. Right. Um, see, this is this is what you get here. This is this is what you get from watching the muscle. Um, so as far as Cup or Puka, I'm not seeing any like real like indicator towards either one. Um, I guess the main thing would be Puka's cheaper and he's touchdown overdue. So like he does technically his... make more sense because he does really well. Um against man yeah well, he's, he's been better against man this year for sure by a lot right and cooper is better against zone but they can both do what they need to do in this game cooper is a lot more expensive though. yeah but i, I was like I was, I was looking at their prices i'm like man i wish it were a little easier to stack this game it's not it's not bad on dk though like cooper cut for er, 8-1 on dk is like in retrospect actually kind of fucking cheap so that is pretty cheap like i don't mind going there I, I wish uh Stafford cheaper like I think Gino would be the quarterback because Gino is like one of my favorite quarterbacks this week in DFS because he's so cheap he is really cheap I like Gino but I don't think he has the ceiling of some of the other guys I do like the stack potential though yeah he just but... makes some really dumb decisions yeah he's, he's the, the magic has not been there as much this year but yeah it, like his Fanduel price is pretty dumb he's pretty cheap on DraftKings too but uh, Stafford's not much more like Stafford Puka cup is like not too pricey uh and there's like enough value elsewhere you can make it work so yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna dig into that a little bit more and see what i like but yeah i uh it'd be nice to get that get that lineup going um yeah but th- this is this is a fun game to go through anything else here before before we jump on like any any leans on the running backs i guess for seattle that's kind of been a thing with walker and shrub and a splitting a lot um the thing with kiwi is it really doesn't matter who he's going against because their line can't block anyway. Yeah. <laughs> he just does everything himself. So, like, I mean, Kiwi is not sittable or benchable in any standard no. lineup. DFS, he might be a little too expensive, but I don't dis... Like, if you told me you were using Kiwi, I'd be like, cool. <laughs> yeah, he's... Uh, I like him a lot on FanDuel. He's pretty cheap there. He's, like, only 7-4 there. Um, he's pretty low on the list. And, like, I think FanDuel kind of favors him because he's a big playback. Um that makes sense, yeah. 
Yeah, and like, like it kind of makes like I said, I think the Rams are an okay matchup for just because like if you get past Aaron Donald, like what is there? So they'll definitely run him to the outside. Yeah, they they won't even like. That was one thing I was going to mention before I moved on is like the Seahawks weakness on their own line is their interior. And that's really bad when you're going against Aaron Donald. Mm -hmm. So like they're going to run exclusively through their tackles, <laughs> which is fine. It's just they're going to have to. <laughs> they're, they're not running up. Yeah. The middle at all. <laughs> it's a little, little, little tough for them there. But yeah. Yeah. But moving on to our night game, uh, Minnesota at Denver. It's a hilarious game. Uh, 42 and a half total. <laughs> Denver favored by two. I this I just wrote meme. melty emoji phase here. Like for <laughs> this game is a this. meme. <laughs> this game's so fucking dumb, man. It's gotta be this has gotta be hilarious, right? Like just... I think I'm gonna take the Vikings, and the only reason why is I just realized that you're taking the pastronaut and you're bringing him up in altitude. Oh. <laughs> His powers are gonna be oh my God. full go, man. <laughs> That's funny. Oh god. Dude, this, guy, have, this game's weird. This is a really weird game. I have no lean. I don't even know really who to pick. I'm gonna take Minnesota because I want Dobbs to do well. So yeah, just um, sort of like <laughs> Yeah, this is this is a, such a hard this is like one of the most fucky games of the year. There is um, some injury stuff that might help. Yeah, so um yeah, for Minnesota, they're missing uh a Caleb Evans, one of their corners. And then um Alexander Madison has been in the concussion protocol. He fully practiced Friday, but he's still questionable. So that's like one that we'll probably know Saturday evening or something like that, maybe Sunday morning. So, but this, I mean, the bummer part is it's like, you know, in your league, you have to figure out something sooner. Just like, hopefully you got Ty Chandler. Um, I like what you like. I like the running back we get here, whether it's Madison or Ty Chandler, uh, just because Denver has been, attackable in the run still they're not as much of a sieve but you can still they're easier to run on still than, than pass on it's true like latavius murray ran all over them he is 33 yeah. and like 62 yeah like it it, it profiles as a good run matchup for minnesota like they've got a good align so like i like whichever running back we have um sorry six three <laughs> yeah the the main thing is justin jefferson uh he's questionable if he's back i'm taking minnesota Yep. Um, if not, it's real, real tough. <laughs> it's pretty tough because they're missing Jordan Hicks's. Okay. And that, part. that does kind of suck. He's been really good for them. Like they're missing Hicks and Azamoa might be out as well. Like Flores has done such a good job with this defense, but if he's missing some of those linebackers, that really Minnesota's run defense. Yeah. And they're finally getting Javante rolling. Yeah. Wait, isn't isn't Hicks on IR? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they Devontae put him on IR Tuesday. Gotcha. And then uh, for Denver, uh, PJ Locke is out. Apparently the same name as like a Confederate General or whatever it was. Uh, and then I think that's about it for uh, for Denver here. Wow. They're... Yeah, it's it's weird. But like they've actually just been healthy this year. Yeah. So, is yeah. Is there anyone you like in the... Um, I mean, Justin Jefferson is back. Obviously him because he's Justin Jefferson. Yeah, uh, it, it's a tough one there. Like, hopefully we know in time because, like, if you don't know by the time the four p.m. game starts, it's a really shitty decision you have to make. Yeah. Um, I think maybe you just like pick up KJ Osborne if he's available, and hope that works out. Um, 
I don't like maybe you pick up a random Philly or Kansas. You can make like honestly picking up a Kansas City receiver makes the most sense. I think like if you get you get Osborne, this guy's like there's so many and, right. like, people are probably tired of him and shit. So, <laughs> but yeah, I don't have a really good read on this. Denver's defense has improved, so this will be one of Dobbs's toughest matchups, I think. Uh, yeah, but there's they Minnesota should be able to run, but I also think Denver will be able to run. It's in Denver. Shit always happens. Yeah go with your gut <laughs> yeah like this is this is a tough one like there's not like the team's strengths don't line up against the opposing defense weaknesses for either team and so it's hard it's hard to decide if minnesota still had dalvin cook like 2022 dalvin cook then yeah yeah smashing minnesota mm-hmm. so yeah which, whichever minnesota running back starts i like that's the only real thing i noticed otherwise like you know <laughs> yeah it's kind of kind of indifferent um, lastly, you know, the, the dope game of the week, Philly at Kansas city. Ooh-wee. Yeah. Terror taking Kansas city here, 45 and a half total, uh, chiefs here by two and a half. The, the, the Kelsey bowl, I assume Taylor's like, I, th- I think, I think both families are going to be there. Like, I think yeah. Taylor's parents are meeting Kelsey's parents. So no way. Yeah. I think that's the plan. That's, that's what Emma told me. And she's like, is a, she's a Swifty. So, Hey, me too. So like, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, I'm like it makes sense that way too. So yeah, the Kelsey. This is ah. a really tough game to pick. Yeah. Um, how confident are you, in Kansas City? Yeah, both off a of bye. Um, both not super. Have, like really good records off a of buys. Billy's yeah. is obviously more recent. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not super confident, especially like with no Bolton for Kansas City. Like, if they had him, I'd feel better. But not having one of the best linebackers in the league against Philly like does suck. So um, injury wise, no Goddard, of course. Um, that's the main thing. I don't think there's any other major new news. Oh yeah. Uh, Nakobe Dean got put on IR uh, on Tuesday. And then uh, for Kansas city, um, I don't, there's no one really sticking out as uh, a risk to miss. So yeah. yeah, I didn't see anything other than Bolton. Of- Cause he's on IR still. Yeah. I don't know. Who do you like in this game? I mean, I'm I'm really torn. I don't yeah. even know. Like, I don't have any idea how this game's going to go. Yeah, so I, I like Kelsey a lot still. Um, okay. Like, with uh, like with the secondary for Philly healthier now. Like, they've... Because they, they, they're they missing out for They've got, like, Slay and Bradbury, like, on the outside. So, I'm like, I'm, I'm leaning Kelsey. Like, I don't think adding... I don't think adding Cal- like Kevin Byard's going to instantly make him able to stop Kelsey. Like, he's no. just a mismatch. So, and that was something we talked about earlier in the year was, like, we were kind of looking at tight ends versus Philly, but then they lost their corners, and we were like, oh, and just anybody. And then, like, we saw CeeDee Lamps will go off, but, I mean, Kelsey's the offense, so. Yeah. I, um, that's kind of my lean is Kelsey's the only guy I really feel super in doing yeah. well. I will say part of my lead for the Chiefs isn't just Andy Reid off a bye. It's also their special teams. Braden Mann was the punter for the Jets. He was awful. He got cut. That is why they now have Thomas Morstead. Uh, So him being the punter for the Eagles versus Tommy Townsend. If the game does come down to a matter of inches, I do think that Kansas City special teams are better as a whole. Both Mm -hmm. teams have good kickers. Like, I'm taking the Chiefs, I think, to fin- I don't know. It's tough. Kansas City has a really good defense, and Philly hasn't. 
Yeah. To, but Philly's had a really good offense, and Kansas City hasn't. To, so yeah, it's kind of a weird really, one. Yeah. Yeah, they're really matched up weirdly in general. Though I'm gonna take the team that's had the better D, um, which is kind of why I'm not sure how I feel about Philly like fantasy players. Yeah, like I I like Swift here. Um, I, I I like the run matchup for Philly. Um, I don't know if yeah my, my sheet corroborates it more or less. It looks like a good run matchup for them on paper. Um, they've got a good O line and like Kansas City's got you know they've got Chris Jones. And they've got some good pass rushing, but without uh, without Bolton, that their run defense is a little weaker. They, just, they, just, they do still have Gain Tranquil, so it's not bad, obviously. Um, but it is a hit. It is a hit, and like, because you need your linebackers and your safeties against the Eagles' run game, because their O-line is going to beat your D-line. Yeah, and like they're going to want to keep the game in control, I imagine, at certain points, too. I know that's like a common, like... Like that, you gotta keep Mahomes off the field. But like, right. <laughs> the Eagles love like first or second drive of the game, like spending ten fucking minutes on it or some bullshit. God, so, I know that's not just Chiefs. That's just what they do. Yeah, and like that was like it's like then they did I guess the Jets and like not score anything. <laughs> it was, that, was, that one was funny. Um, and then yeah, like for the Chiefs, something and like I'm not, I'm not really a Pacheco game here. Like this would be more of a McKinnon game. Like if if it is one, um, and like Definitely. I do like Rice because like with Rice. They're getting him the ball, um, not so much where he has to win one on one. Like I think he still could in this in this matchup because like with how Philly's struggling, but they're getting him the ball like in space and letting him yak a lot because he like accelerates quickly. He's good like after the catch, so I, I think he's solid here too. But I mean, for me, it's just Kelsey, Kelsey, Kelsey slinging that. Um, yeah, like Swift receivers. Uh, it's interesting because like Philly's got their good out, outside receivers, but. Sneed, Sneed holds a lot if he's getting beat. So there's going to be a lot of holding in this game from Sneed. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, on the other side, like, someone's going to be beating Joshua Williams. And, like, I wonder if they'll pull McDuffie out of the slot so he's not getting wasted in there. That's actually, like, I think that's a viable strategy. Because, like, there's no reason to leave him in the slot here against Philly, I don't think. Like, <laughs> he's like a waste. Yeah, I'm kind of on Philly more of, um, which I would like Goddard. Uh, yeah, so uh, Jalen Hurts looking... rushing. Yeah, I'm looking through, and, like, the last, uh, so the last four weeks, uh, three of the four games, that McDuffie's been pretty even on, uh, slot and outside. Yeah, I was gonna say, he I, moves. Yeah, like, his last time we checked, he had been, like, they had put, they'd had him in the slot for a few straight games, primarily, and, like, yeah, so, I don't think they'll stick him on the slot, they're probably gonna keep him just on, <laughs> I don't know if they'll put him on... I feel like he probably makes more sense for uh, Devonta, and they'll put Snead on AJ Brown and just let him hold when he needs to. Yeah, and and that's why I'm really weird about AJ Brown this week, because like he might get a hundred yards of holding penalties. Yeah, but he might like, not get any fantasy points. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be very Brandon Cooks esque uh, <laughs> for him. Although of course Brandon Cooks had a great game last week. I was but. thinking like that Jalen Ramsey D Hop game. Where Jalen Ramsey was just like, I don't care if I get 50 holding calls. I'm just going to hold you, D-Hop. And he did. (laughs) Yeah, like, there will be some times where it it doesn't matter for AJ Brown. So I I like him more, I think, just because I think McDuffie's actually a a great match for Devonta, probably. Yeah. Who's the backup tight end now for, is it, uh, it's Jack Stoll. Jack Stoll. Because I don't think, Grant Calcaterra, I think he is. I think he's a blocker. Okay. 
yeah, he, he practiced in full too as well. But uh, yeah, it's going to be Jack Stoll, who might might be a shot on option if he's super cheap. But otherwise, not really uh, not really on the radar. White hopefully guy got, from SMU. Yeah. Hopefully you got Trey McBride uh, and you can play him. <laughs> so. Yeah, I didn't do that many tight ends this week that I really like. Um, yeah. I do like Higby. Higby's one of my guys this week. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I meant to ask you that game. Are you more Lockett or DK for that game? Um, because the Rams, I thought the Rams were kind of zone heavy. But let me look. They're pretty zone heavy. Um, uh, they're actually they're kind of. I think they're fifty fifty. They were they were zone heavy, but I don't know if they still are. Interesting. Yeah. Earlier in the season, I remember. Yeah. Um, some um changed. Yeah. They're okay. It's so hard to tell. Like nothing really like says it very well. They're in zone like fifty to sixty percent of the time. Okay. So I, I think that's fairly normal. Uh, that does like, t- lend itself more to lock it. But man, D, speaking of overdue guys, DK, man, oh my God. Like at some point it's got to fucking hit, right? He did have like 12 targets last week. Yeah. Also, I know Lockett's been like uh, a little banged up, but it's, it's hard to tell with Seattle because like they're kind of assholes with their injury report. <laughs> yeah, he took so. a really big shot last week. Oh wait! Oh wait! He uh, he didn't practice Friday. I don't know how I missed that. It wasn't put in together. He didn't practice Friday, so he has a hammy. Right? Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. That. Yeah. Like I was looking through the stuff for Seattle, and then his was on a different line, so I did, I missed it. Uh. But yeah. So so he didn't practice Friday. That actually is kind of a big change. I'll, I'm gonna pick the Rams. So that that will put me to Rams there. I do still like that game environment. Um. They still got JSN and DK. So. Yeah, they still got guys. They have shit. They still have Jake Bobo. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Bobo, hey Bobo, <laughs> did we go to the same place? Let's go. <laughs> That's funny. I, I, Bobo's got to be min price, right? Let me look. Bobo is three two, so almost min. What about uh JSN? He's only four three. He might be a play. He yeah. started to get some more looks. And this is a late game too, so it might be something where we don't get the news right away. I'm sure we should be nice. So okay, if if you made a great lineup. But you had to use the Panthers' defense. Would you keep it or change it? I might keep it. Let me let me read your lineup. So you get the Stafford Cup, Puka. Okay. You get you run it back with DK and JSN. You got James Conner for that game leverage. You got Aaron Jones, and you've got uh, Donald Parham with uh, <laughs> Everett out. Okay. And then Panthers. <laughs> and then Panthers. Yeah. The other option is uh, you could you could switch. Uh, Stafford down to Geno and go on the defense. That would be the other option would be like, because uh, you, you still got two Seattle, so you can go, you know, I Gino. don't hate it. And the reason why is that even though I know the Cowboys are going to win, this it if the Panthers weren't so awful, it actually kind of reads like a trap game because of how badly the Cowboys offense matches up. Like that game might be really low scoring and boring. That's, like that's why I don't really want much fantasy part of it. I actually don't. Yeah, you could also go Gino and Jets D. That's another option. Yeah, um, that has taken a lot of a lot of faith in some <laughs> in some Jets there though. <laughs> current and former. Yeah, that's a yeah. little. Yeah, if you drop Jason to Bobo, you could obviously get way up on defense. But I like the fourth JSN if Lockett's out. I got, I'm, I'm so annoyed that I missed that in, in the in that preview. So yeah, definitely DK over Lockett then. Um, well, I saw. Well, he finished the game last week, so I assumed he was gonna play. Gotcha. He was just resting. 
Yeah, I mean, maybe. Yeah, it could just be all rest, but Lockett, no, no practice hammy, yeah. not really ensuring. If you do drop Jason to Bobo, you can keep Stafford and go the Dolphins D. Which is my favorite defense this week. Yeah, so that's another way to do it. So <laughs> that game's actually okay. To, like, that, that doesn't suck to stack. I thought it would be shit, but it's actually not, especially if Lockett misses. So Yeah. Yeah, all righty. Well, uh, that might be where I go this weekend. Yeah, I, I, I like that option, especially because like you can get James Conner for cheap on the leverage there. So he, uh, I, play, I played him last week for leverage, and it didn't work out. But I'll do it again. I'll do it again, damn it. <laughs> oh, man. But um, anyway, thank you for tuning in and uh, bearing with my voice. There's been a time or two it got a little little weaker, scraggly, but we, we made it through. Uh, I'm going to fucking lozenge up and... <laughs> <laughs> Gargle some salt water, baby. Yeah, I, I did accidentally earlier. I did that uh, the nasal rinse you do, like uh, mm-hmm. not that not that any pop, but similar. You know, it's uh, it's like the Neil Med sinus where you push it up through your nose and uh, rinses yeah. it out. And like the first one, it all got stuck and went out through my mouth, and I almost oh. barfed. It was close. It's that one, like How did it taste? It's it's brutal. You have to keep your mouth open when you do it for the pressure, but if it's all clogged, it will still go out your mouth, and so. It, it's gross when it happens. I I gagged because I went through to the shower because uh, like it's messy. Something sense into the shower, but I was like, I was real close. I'm like, oh no, uh, that'd have been hurting. That'd have been painful too. Like whenever you've been coughing and you have to vomit, it always hurts so much because uh, like your throat's sore. Anyway, that's enough of that. Um, Speaking but, of barfing all over themselves, yeah, uh, Minnesota, Denver, oh Jets, yeah. Uh, Thank you for tuning in. Uh, you can find us online at uh, mozzieandthemuscle.com. You can find us on Instagram at mozzieandthemuscle. And you can find us on Twitter at mozzieandthemuscle. Um, please share this with a friend. We've, you know, uh, you know, non-football stuff aside, you know, we're, we're teaching you about latitudes and stuff, which was more north, uh, <laughs> talking about salt water. So uh, we, we, get, we get the good stuff as well, but... We bring some unique football perspectives too. So, you know, share this with a friend if you like what you hear. It would uh, mean a lot to us. And uh, share the website. I know sometimes articles are easier than podcasts to get through. You know, you can uh, you can article while you poop. But, you know, maybe a podcast is like a to-and-from work or something like that. So, but, but thank you all for tuning in. And we will uh, be back next week.